You know, I'm sometimes envious of the wide variety of sports that kids get to play today. Lacrosse, soccer, running, wrestling, volleyball, swimming, you know, you name it. Back in my day, as old people like myself say, we had two choices as Catholic school students, basketball at the parish and Little League baseball in the summer in our community. I loved baseball until fifth grade. I was asked to pitch during a practice, and as I was standing on the mound, an outfielder threw a baseball as I was throwing the pitch. And when I straightened up after the pitch, the reverse fly ball from the outfield hit me right in the temple, and it nearly knocked my lights out. Maybe that's why I'm a little off today and forgot the Gloria. Who knows? At around that time, there was an urban legend among Little League baseball players, including my slightly older and evil cousins, that if you got hit in the temple, no matter how hard or not so hard, you would fall over dead. So that, when that ball hit me, I was terrified. I said my act of contrition, and I waited for harp-playing angels to take me to, the, to St. Peter and the gates of heaven, if you know what I mean. Obviously, I didn't die. But it hurt like the dickens, and it left a mark, as we say. And instantly, my baseball career heading to the big leagues was compromised because I was afraid of the ball. And ultimately, I was afraid to die in the fifth grade. But my father was determined to help me get over my fear. And of course, he was right. Can't live in fear, he said. He was a coach. When it was time for me to take the field, he wouldn't hear of me sitting in the dugout like a coward. He would drive me out saying that it would be fine and my team needed me, and so I begrudgingly would go, but never quite got over the fear of Little League Baseball death. There's a curious verb in our gospel today that reminds me of my dad's insistence. That is, the Spirit drove Jesus into the desert. I think of my dad pointing me out of the dugout, out, now, go onto the field. It's interesting that the same tender spirit that descended upon Jesus two verses earlier in Mark's gospel then drives him out into the desert. The Greek word for drive is the same word used when Jesus drove out demons from the possessed. It's forceful, powerful, and deliberate. The Holy Spirit isn't messing around almost like the actions of the centurions that drove Jesus to his death on Calvary. But why? Early in his ministry, Jesus is driven to engage the first of many battles with Satan that is real. And from the outset, Jesus confronts evil, and he would do it head-on again and again in his earthly ministry. Satan couldn't be avoided or dismissed by the Messiah, after all, so Jesus confronts evil with purpose and resolve. The scriptures also tell us that Jesus remained in the desert for 40 years where he was tempted by Satan as he lived among the wild beasts while the angels ministered to him. The desert, or the wilderness referred to in St. Mark's Gospel, is not to be confused with Arizonian cascading landscapes peppered with cacti and beautiful mountains in front of a beautiful pink sky at sunset. No, I was in the desert in August sitting in my friend's car. Even though we were comfortable as we drove along, I looked at the temperature 
on the controls, and it said it was 117 degrees. The contrast was amazing as I sat in an air-conditioned car, much like it's amazing when it's 10 degrees and snowy here, but toasty warm in our cars as we drive along with our heaters and even seat heaters and so on. Yes, we've managed to moderate the effects of extreme weather and conditions. However, in the time of Jesus, the desert or the wilderness was an unrelenting, unforgiving, and dreadful place that was avoided, if at all possible. The desert was also an unclean space. There was no running water, no place to wash your hands or to wash your face, much less to adhere to the prissy cleaning rituals of the law. And to make matters worse, the desert was a place for outlaws, thieves, outcasts, fugitives, and marauding bandits looking to score big by plundering a caravan of imported goods. Good and upright people avoided the desert then. And yet Jesus remains there for 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was also among the wild beasts with poisonous fangs that made the desert even a worse place. Jesus faced a terrain with cobras, wild boars, desert foxes, hyenas, jackals, leopards, lions, scorpions, vultures, vipers, and wolves, an ancient petting zoo for those who had a death wish. The howling winds of the desert that blew across the wide open expanses of sand were also thought to be the shrieking and wailing cries of discarded demons expelled during exorcisms that were cast back into the desert wilderness. Accordingly, this is where Satan lived. This is where Satan ruled in a bleak, dangerous, forsaken place to plead of anything right or pure or good. And it was in this setting that Jesus doesn't simply cross paths with Satan. Rather, the Spirit drives Jesus there for his first of many battles, an arduous 40-day confrontation with Jesus and being tested. And what did this uh, testing consist of? Following what the other Gospels say, many say that it was a litany of tempting choices between the love of God and his people or the hoarding of power over others, between dying for another and placing oneself above the lowly and the poor, between conquering or embracing evil, between loving the enemy or obliterating the enemy, between establishing a kingdom of love or building a dictatorship, between a sacrificial life or preserving it at cost of others. Jesus isn't abandoned by his father, of course, to do battle alone during those 40 days in the desert. The angels minister to him, St. Mark tells us. And with the help of the heavenly hosts, any dangers that awaited him would not defeat him. So Jesus confronted evil at the beginning of his ministry, and we too must face our demons at the beginning of Lent. Sins have built up over this last year, and God is driving us into the desert of Lent to do battle with the devil through our Lenten sacrifices. Let's face it, let's face evil 
not avoid it. Let us confront it with the driving force of the Holy Spirit behind us and the angels of God around us. Do not be afraid, Jesus tells us. No matter what wild beasts scare us in the process, let us remember that Jesus was not alone to do battle, and neither are we. Our Heavenly Father, who loves us, will also protect us. So what must we face during this Lent when we go to the desert? What successful showdowns will make us stronger and happier as Christians and help us to confront future evils in our lives? Do we trust that the protective spirit of Jesus is with us, just as God was with Jesus in the desert? These are the first steps out of the dugout during Lent, and they require faith, and they require trust. May we take those steps and have the courage to overcome evil that has taken up residence in our hearts.